Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, and I got a good one for you today. First up is episode 208 titled, Wedding the Bed, that aired January 28th, 2015. Adam and Dr. Drew discuss bedwetting. Yes, bedwetting. And Adam was very passionate on this topic. Listen to his solution on how to solve this problem. All right. Uh, well, maybe take a phone call. See how that goes. I have a letter, too, if you guys want to. We got a letter. Something or All right. Letter. Give us a letter. Hey, Gary. Uh, by the way, yeah, give us the letter, and then I'll ask Gary a question. All right, this is from Sarah from Long Beach. And also, if you want to write into the show, just go to adamanddrdrewshow.com. Fill out the form there. Hi, my, my boyfriend's son's friend is a sleep peer. Hold on a second. Boyfriend's son. son's friend. A sleep peer? Yeah, I'm guessing she lives with her boyfriend. What does a sleep peer mean? Peer. Peer. He, pe- he like pees in a urinator. sleep. Oh, peer. Okay. Jesus Christ. I heard P-E-E-R. Well, you think peers all the time. Yeah. Well, uh. anyways, uh, so far the kid has peed on blankets, but thank goodness they're sleeping on the floor. But this past weekend, he slept on the couch, and the smell wafted up my nostrils after he left when I was sitting on the couch. What is the best way to broach this? Um, he either has to wear diapers or his bedding has to be lined. What causes it, and is it weird to talk to his parents about it? He's 18, Oh. and I don't know if he should have grown 18. out of it by now. Ooh. All right. Is he drinking? They wonder if he's using drinking at night. Yeah, you can. All right. Look. Wake him up. Make I had this him. motherfucking yeah. conversation a thousand times with a fucking thousand people. Yep. A fucking thousand people, including my wife and my son. Like, first off, could everyone just listen to me? I I I I I, I, I sound like no. a fucking huge douchebag, but yes. look the fuck around, everybody. Look around. Who do you want to listen to? I've had this. I was literally standing in the in my son's fucking bedroom having this fucking retarded conversation. Yeah. Which is this. I used to wet the bed. I wet the bed late in life. I, I really don't know. I think I stopped from maybe age, you know, whatever the appropriate age was, six or something. And I and then I started again. And, you know, it was a, I don't know. I was wetting the bed when I was like 11 or 12 or something like that. And you did it as a teenager with your as adult with the girlfriends well, and stuff. Well, shit, Drew. Everyone pees the bed once, once, once a while. Okay. You right, fucking have a dream. But anyway, <laughs> I wet the fucking bed. And my mom was, oh, he needs therapy. This is a repressed thing. It's anger. It's expressed in the way of urine and blah, 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 blah. My grandfather's an old Jew, old fucking Hungarian fucking Jew. And all he knew. Bless his soul. Bless his soul. (laughs) All this old motherfucker knew is he didn't want me pissing on his sofa. Right, like this writer, caller. Yeah, when we, we slept at my grandparents' house a lot because my family's a piece of shit. And oh, slow down. You, you, your family? That, that, I haven't brought that up. No. We we spent a lot of nights at my grandparents' house. They yeah. lived nearby. They cooked. He, or he cooked. There was food and there was shelter. Right. It was I, nice. He'd have the food on the table for, for the he working had fucking grandma. goulash and a color TV, two things that did not exist at the Corolla house. Uh. So we happily slept on his sofa. He did not want me to pee on his sofa. Shocking. Shocking. So he would tell us a bedtime story as the Hungarians, they're loquacious people, and they tell stories. So your dog, your sister was there, too. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a bedtime story about 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. Mm. He'd tuck us in, and then he'd go into his den, and he'd watch Johnny Carson. And then 
at about 1230. I don't know. Carson was like 90 minutes or something yeah, back then. Yeah. One o'clock started yeah. like 1130 end at one o'clock, whatever it was. It was bedtime for grandpa. Grandpa would walk uh, and she, as he was leaving the den, he would walk past me in this living room area on the sofa. He put a bucket there in advance. He would wake me up with one of his uh, old Jew sounds. <laughs> You know, old Jews have a bunch of sounds, you know, like for relationships. You, know, <laughs> you shake my shoulder a little bit. It was What's one... the Filipino version of that? There's like a joke like, why did the Filipino cross the road? Because the sprinklers were going off on the other side. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So he's on to something. Shocking. So, yeah, okay. other cultures have different noises. Yeah. You know, like, wait, and I'd get up and I'd just be, you know, I'd be asleep. And he'd hand me the bucket, just a regular mop bucket, and he'd go, you know, go. And I, you know, I was just like, you know, I was asleep. I went to bed at eight thirty or nine o'clock. It was one a.m. I'd pull my little underoos down, and I would just piss into this bucket. How old are you there? Eleven. Could be eleven. Could be twelve. Could be nine. So I, a bit I, early just, adolescence. But how about an eighteen-year-old? We're gonna whatever. I just quiet. I just fucking fill the bucket yeah, up, yeah. and yeah. then I pull the thing back, and I just collapse back in bed. Yeah. And the next morning, I'd wake up like, huh? You know what happened? I look in there, and there's a fucking bucket filled with piss. Like <laughs> kick sl- it over. And then- sl- it, it was slid under the coffee table, and it was my job to then go dump. I'd go. I don't know why I'd go dump it in the yard. I'd go outside and just go to dump it in the in the bushes. It's the Corolla you know? way. Yeah, the Corolla way. Rinse it out with like a hose, you know. And Preparing that, you for later adolescence. That was my bucket. Yeah. So when my son was wetting the bed later, later in, than he needed to, my daughter stopped and my son what continued. Yeah. So I said, look, uh, and I'm telling this to the caller or to the emailer right now, get a fucking egg timer, get a kitchen digital timer. Okay. You can use your fucking phone. You can use whatever you want, but I'm old school for, for $8 you can get a little digital timer. That digital timer just has an hour and a minute on it. If you go to bed at 10, set it for four hours. If you go to bed. Wait a minute. At midnight, said I, I have a suggestion. Hard. Hold on. This thing. Don't even need an egg timer anymore. I know. I'll tell you why I like this device. I'll tell you why I like it. The phone has a lot of other things connected to it. Like, okay, now your phone's on. Okay, now there's texting going on or it goes off. So it gets your attention it, it, other it, ways. It, I want a dedicated thing. It's All the right. size of a fucking pack. It's the size of a box of matches. It's the size of a fucking box of matches. You hit it for four hours. When it goes off, you get up and you take a piss. If you get up and your bed is wet, set it for three hours the night before or the next night. Set, Find that time when you need to get up. You need to drain your bladder. Don't turn it into a big emotional thing. Yeah. Don't turn anything else. You need to piss. Go fucking wake up. Set it up for yourself. Again, start with five hours. See how it works. If it's wet, go to four hours. See how it works. Get up, completely evacuate your bladder, go back to bed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to piss the bed. Now, I had this conversation in my kid's bedroom with my wife, Olga, probably standing there, and my son, and somewhere around lap three of the, but he doesn't, and oh, when then it's going to scare him, and no. what are we going to, I Uh-oh. at a certain point, I do what I do with everything, where I just go, 
Fuck it. Then just go change the sheets every morning. I'm going to go get drunk in the other room. I've, I've said. Wasn't there a conversation about toughening him up? Isn't that. Uh, uh? I have given. The, I, there is a problem. By the way, Drew, do you know anyone who solves problems better than I do? I'm not trying to sound like a pompous ass right now but Let's just who has even, a more even without making a, a just ass, just a more sort of approach to problems you're a good problem solver no one can deny that right yeah why not just listen to the guy who solves wanna problems try it. Wanna try and the guy the... used to wet his bed uh. no it was like a, you get the yeah but then the thing's gonna scare him and then it, it, it might startle him the first night but then the second night at a certain point i said just try it for a week. Try it for a week. And then it was like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And then I just do what I always do. Fuck, fuck, fuck it. Then change the sheets. What a randomly bizarre thing for them to resist. Isn't it? <laughs> Why don't you enlist your son? Why don't you go I, and I, around? I, because when he is there I know, but talk, and the pushback no, is I coming, know. Get then him they, by himself. Just don't get with the triangulation. Fuck it. Just fucking change the sheet, buy a new mattress. I'll pay for it. I'll go to the other. I'm going to the other room and get drunk. Uh, I I don't, I don't, I I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. Why are you pushing back on me? I'm the guy who fucking built the house. I'm the guy who fucking pays for the house. I'm the guy who writes the books. Why? What's what's with all the pushback? Just fucking try it. I'm the guy who used to wet the bed. I solved this problem in 1974. My grandfather solved it. Get up, piss in a bucket, go to bed. A lot of, I don't know, what if the you get up, he gets disoriented, he doesn't know where the bucket is. Leave the nightlight on, turn the thing, tell him the thing. No, but then what if, okay, okay, first two nights might be a little rocky, but then that'll just be the rhythm. Get up, take a piss, shut the timer, go back. To, but what if, But okay, forget it then. Just change your fucking sheets. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's a weird way to go through life, Drew. I don't I don't know why. Is, is this a method to, to actually fix the problem or is it does it just stop you from peeing the bed? Well, it fixes well, yeah. what's the difference? You know, here, here's the deal. Here's one here's the treatment that uh, I mean, as you get older, like will you do you think you, Yeah, typically I'll grow up, but that guy's eighteen, but but he he should see a urologist. He may have a little problem. But here's here's the way Try they, the bucket first. Right. Here's the way they approach treatment. If he goes to get treatment He's going to give him. They're going to give him a hormone that you sniff up your nose called DDAVP that prevents you from making urine during the night. So it's effectively the same strategy. So as opposed to evacuating what's there, you just don't produce it. That's the treatment. Okay. Isn't that crazy? So Adam's mechanical approach is the same as the pharmacological approach, and I would dare say I'd rather use the mechanical approach. Well, what do we know, Drew? You don't know. What do we do. know? What do we know? I'm just a guy who puts cars in houses. Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next is episode 550 titled, Don't Do It in Front of the Door. <laughs> I wonder what that means. That aired on April 3rd, 2017. Adam talks about the time he drove in a 40-lap race and the feelings he gave. Check it out. All right. So uh, anyway, thinking about Drewski. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, out uh, last weekend doing a car race. That's why I was thinking about about you. Yeah. I was thinking about just getting yourself out of your comfort zone and getting it into uh, a place that's not 
familiar or comfortable. Is that, is that what you were doing with the car race? That's what I was yeah. doing, yeah. But also an environment you've never – we're rarely I – would, I would ask yourself to put yourself into this position, although I don't know if you can. But Me. One. One. I can skip rope for half an hour, watch TMZ, and think about jokes for my for my show. Yeah. On uh, tomorrow night, by the way, on Spike, I, I can do almost everything simultaneously. Well, speaking tomorrow, I think that's the one your walkthrough with me is going to be on, right? I do believe. Okay. I do believe. So um, there's nothing that I can't do while doing something else. It's what I do all day. Yeah. It's what everyone does all day. But uh, I notice uh, with this car race. There's nothing to do but live in your moment. Right. And and you're so surrounded by sound and, and motion and all sorts of input coming through your hands and your butt and your foot. And as the car starts to slip and slide and it starts to slide, the tires get tired in the race. The car starts to drift out and... You're st- trying to put in like steering input and ex- and throttle all these little micro little movements and decisions, and this track I was at was so fast that every decision had to be made just split second by split second by split second, and you never never get to go anywhere mentally. You know, and, and this was a this was a forty lap race, and it was an hour and a half long. It's the longest I've been in the car, and I never was able to think about anything. Now, did that make it seem like an eternity or a millisecond? It, it was this <laughs> It was this thing. I had this I I had a radio. Um I had this thing in the drivers meeting. It's the thing I always do and then the thing that never happens, which is um you have a driver's meeting before the race, and they explain a lot of rules and what's going to happen and what happens when the safety car comes out and what happens full course yellow or just single yellow or double yellow or whatever. Whatever, if you get black flag, the blah, 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 blah. And then I do what I always do, which is I raise my hand and I go, it's a 40-lap race. Oh, yeah, it's a picture of me napping uh, almost at the driver's meeting. <laughs> so uh, it's a 40-lap it's a race. And uh, so what I do is I say... I have a question. Yes. I never have any idea where I am in these races, and it makes a difference to me. If if I'm going to pass somebody, I'm going to wait, usually. I hope they're going to make a mistake, but also I'll, I'll wait until about the end. Two laps, maybe three laps left, and I'll make a move. But I don't want to do it with a bunch of laps left. But I also realize in a 40-lap race with cautions and yellow flags, I will not know where we're at. I won't know if we're halfway in. Hmm. I won't know if we're 25 laps in. Yeah. You, the first thing you lose is your ability to keep track of things like that. I imagine. That so I will not know. So I raise my hand and I say, is there any signal? Like, can you give us a 10 laps to go or halfway through or something? So I can just have my mind sort of ticking. And they said, uh, well, we don't normally do it. What we give you is the white flag. White flag means one more. Great. That's That's not helpful. But what would be helpful is like, hey, we're halfway through. And they said, 
Um, uh, what we usually do, it's not really protocol, but what we normally do is we'll give like a half, like the, the, okay. the, the guy will show like a half thing, okay. you know, the, okay. the starter guy, some of the corner guys will be like half, half, show you like a half yeah. move. That's cool. Yeah. It seems cool, except for, then I walked down the meeting and I thought, what are the chances they're going to do that? Right. What if they don't? Yeah. And then I thought, I bet they're not going to do it. And then I thought... Now I'll be on lap 33, and I'll go, well, I haven't seen half yet, so we're not, we're not yeah. to lap 20 yet. Yeah. Do you, so uh, I n- immediately can, ignored it. Can you, do you have a pit? Is there a pit? Yes. Can you have your pit do it kind of thing? I, for the first time ever, was wearing a radio. Ooh. Ah. But it's so loud oh, yeah. inside the car that you cannot hear what the guy's <laughs> saying. So why have it? Uh, well, honestly, why? Um, because during the... If you get a yellow, if there's an accident or somebody goes off and there's a yellow, everyone will slow down. And when you slow down, then you can hear it. the revs of the engine slow down and he can communicate. Okay, and right. he was able to tell me 15 laps left oh. after we, on a yellow, oh, on, a, oh. on a full course caution. And they, did, and they didn't do the half thing. <laughs> not, not to my knowledge. Not to my. Uh, if, if we ever care to look at the tape, we could look at the tape and you could see it. But uh, anyway, I'll show you... Uh, I think Gary's got a, a lap of the track. I'll show you a lap of the track when uh, whenever he finds it. We can take a call. You think you can find one. it then later. Yeah. Or did you find it? All right. Oh, wow. Can, can find it. Oh, my God. Where is it? Oh. Willow Springs. Where is that? Um, uh, it's in the desert. Oh, shit. I can see that. Uh, Palmdale. It's Palmdale. Okay, got it. Now, you know I'm a car enthusiast, right? Yeah. And you know I like fast. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what makes a ball game. That experience looks absolutely unpleasant to me. Well, okay. Like now. Like, I would not want to do that in a million years. I admire that you do it. Oh, man. Yeah, you're trying to pass the guy. Yeah, I see that. Are they supposed to? Is there is there a protocol for when you try to pass? They supposed to like kind of? Not, not really. Yeah. So this is me in third, but but when you go down that back straight, you can just let it run for a second, Gary, and turn it up. But when you see, when you hear, now you can imagine trying to oh. listen. do that for 40 laps wow. and you can't think about anything that's crazy you can't look around you can't like notice anything or do, no i, really I do did anything. That. that that to me sounds like the most appealing part about it yeah. the, the focus you have to maintain and then the intensity of the whole experience that, that yeah. sounds cool but it's a lot of sweat but the, yeah but the sound the sweat the, the, <laughs> the actual all the prep and shit you had to go through oh my god i didn't have to go through that much prep though 
uh, just learning how to do that and then suiting up and oh yeah yeah you, you know. gotta it, there is a thing though like getting in and out of the car and stuff like that where you just you do it a few times these guys time you to get out of the car the official has to come time you for fires wow. You have to get all buckled in six ways and helmet and yeah. Hans device, your head and neck restraint device yeah. and everything window net up, door yeah. shut, everything completely buttoned up. And then they give you 20 seconds to get out of the car. Oof. And it's not my car. So I, I, you're not sure where all the latches uh, and snaps who, and things are. Whose car was it? Uh, oh, you mean it's, it's, it's a, just everyone gets out of the same car? No, you got to get out of your car. The car you're going to race. And whose car was this? Burton Racing. Oh, wow. They're like a Trans Am. They're they're a Trans Am Corvette. Wow, was everyone driving the same car essentially, or no? Uh, I had Corvettes ahead of me, but there were Mustangs and 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 everything else. Oh, I see a Viper or something in in the race. Yeah, yeah. wasn't a Viper. There was. I don't know if we'll find that, a picture. It a looks Viper on the second one in. No? It looks like a oh, Viper. Yeah. It's another Corvette. Uh, it, it, there was like a. I think there was a. Uh, a Lamborghini Gallardo, I think, that was in there. Wow. There's been lots of fast, fun, crazy, crazy stuff. It was really the top of the, the race car food chain. Wow. Or at least the uh, road racing food chain. Huh. And it was intense. Now, it did not look like a young group of uh, pilots. No. There, uh, there was a couple of younger oh, wow. guys in there, but they're mostly older dudes. You, the, Whatever you need to do those cars, you're better at at 50 than you are at 20. Is it that? Also, you got to work your way into that car. I was going to say, do you have, is it that or is, the, is there a high cost to all this? It's 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 yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. very expensive, yeah. but, but the drivers aren't paying for it oh. oftentimes. Wow. You know, so that... Uh, there, there's that there. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show classics. Last up today, we go to episode 800 titled Music Makes Me Angry, and that aired on April 6th, 2018. Adam and Dr. Drew talk about the term gaslighting and the history behind the term. They also took calls. Enlighten us, gentlemen. Did we talk about the term gaslighting? I know what the term means. That that's the one that uh, my daughter throws around all the time. And if you're in a college campus, every time you argue with somebody, they just go, "Why are you gaslighting me?" That that's their that's their go-to. That is from a film from the 30s yes. or something. Yes, and it it's is. weird that it made a comeback because, well, because gaslighting it's a convenient what, way what? to throw people off because you're not really sure what they're saying. Gaslighting wasn't around. <laughs> gaslighting was a movie about a, someone who was trying to make the other uh, make the other person feel crazy. Exactly. I guess it's called the gaslight. Yes, I, it's I called guess. the gaslight. But That's it must correct. have been from the 30s or yes, 40s. Yes, it was from the 30s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it didn't formally exist in the 90s. I mean, I knew it because I was an improv guy. Yeah. But, but, I, mean, I hung around with smart guys who watched a lot of movies. Yeah. But the, the term, if I would say to anybody, I'm gaslighting you or you're gaslighting me, that wouldn't have made sense to anyone. Now, any knew. argument is gaslighting. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's either, there's two moves. Gaslighting. Which, which again, confuses your opponent and makes them try to adjust as opposed to going, stop, I'm not. This is an argument. Here's my logic. Or Karen Valentine is being gaslit by her. Was that what that – hold on. Gary just put up a definition. What's it say? Karen Valentine. Manipulating gas- someone by psychological means. Karen Valentine. That's yeah. me. Miss, wait, hold on. Where do you see Karen Valentine? Oh, yeah. 
In the first episode, Karen Valentine is being gaslighted by her husband. Psychological beings questioning their own sanity. But that's that's, that's a TV movie from the 70s. There must be a – the film is from the 30s. That's just – they just use random things Examples. as an example of yeah. how it would be used in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen I know what a random thing. <laughs> I know. She oh, look at actress. that. Look at that. I was using the turn of the century. Turn of the century. We were looking at a graph of the frequency of use. Uh, mm-hmm. It must have spiked when we had the monkeys farting into the flame <laughs> on the man show, right? Yeah. The lighting of the gas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally gaslighting. So what's going on? Um, that there's two moves now, which is you're gaslighting me, which is immediately sets you kind of makes you confused if you're trying to have a discussion with somebody, or the other is they they project their own aggression onto you. You're being aggressive. You're being sexy. Oh, you're that being, yeah, that's that's been around for a while. Yeah, that that you're you're this, you're that, which is actually their disavowed parts of themselves that they're putting on you. It's it's confusing when you're the recep- recipient of this stuff. I again, I blame you. Why? Because a lot of this stuff we're talking about, <laughs> if you've argued with a woman enough, is kind of female behavior. It's less male and more female. I have arguments with women. I've had arguments with men, and they they argue in different ways. Um, the quest for us to become women has caused a lot of this. And I blame Drew because Drew always looked at it as the light, the path. <laughs> and I always said to him, I don't think it's the path. I think there are plenty of good qualities men have and plenty of good qualities women have and then vice and then plenty of bad qualities they both have. There is no one way. That that it's a, it's called a balance, my friend. <laughs> no, I there there's a balance. There is a balance that is created yeah. By my mentality, yeah. and there's a balance that's created by my wife's mentality. Yeah. And if we just ran our house and raised our kids by swinging all the way over to her side and just sort of going, hey, this is the new world order. We think like you think, and that's how we run yeah. our household. That would not be good. And conversely, if we swung it over to my way, it'd be a utopia. I know you thought, <laughs> let's take some phone calls. I know you thought I was going in a different direction. No, if we swung it over to my way, it, it would be better, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good. What's good is the balance. Yeah. That's the balance. Yeah. Now. This wouldn't be good for your kids. That's right. Now, it'd be good for the neighborhood. Now, the balance is, is what we're striving yeah. for. And if you are going to decide that there is no, you know, everything's fluid and everything's, there is no man, there's no female. And if you've decided, like we've decided, that the enlightened path and the answer is toward the female side, and we've gone hard down that road over the last few years, and we're going even harder down that road and faster down that road, then you are going to get these types of discussions, these types what of type, thoughts. What type? The gaslighting? Just the discussions we're having now. That I felt threatened. He felt threatened. Nobody should ever. Like these sort of insane proclamations, you know, if, if this one child is ever threatened, you know, you, you turn on the news and it's like, a child should not feel unsafe in their classroom. No child deserves to get shot at school. No parent wakes up and says, I hope my son or daughter gets shot on a school camp. Nobody wishes that for their children. And by you suggest, you know, it's like, all right, this is, 
this is insane. This is ramblings of an insane person of people, right? Yeah. I don't even do you understand that every one of these debates I now hear on TV and the internet has the one side going of 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 course I'm against school shootings. You know, yeah. of, 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 of course I don't hate Hispanic people or I'm not prejudiced against by of course I think everyone is equal and has a, like stating things that are obvious. insane, yeah. obvious. And as a matter of fact, I would like it if the people that did that would not dignify it with an answer all the time when they're being accused of yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. These these are non these well, again, are not that's this yep, is not that, critical. Thinking. That's the other person gaslighting you they're the one actually doing the gaslighting where you have to go wait a minute i'm not i'm not am i racist no wait a minute i'm not racist if then you have to address it that's gaslighting right so uh, uh sorry what do you have anything to say about that about the gaslight no no it was just that 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 the, those strategies have become so commonplace now and they're Are so they strategies yeah and, and they're not um they're not discourse they're not logical they're not discussive you know there's nothing happening except people acting out emotionally it's really an acting out behavior okay you ready to uh do this uh, kyle 22 chicago kyle hey what's up adam what's going um, on been a fan forever thank hey, you been a fan forever i've been trying to get a hold of someone all day today I, so i was listening to uh the serious xm i know you're familiar with barstool i know you had a few people on mm-hmm. um in the past um and they were talking. They recently bought this boxing league. It's called Rough and Rowdy, mm-hmm. and it's it's the funniest thing ever. There's they have just regular people that come. It started with just like these hillbillies in West Virginia, and they they hype up these fights. And there was it's becoming huge. There were seventy thousand pay per view buys um, the last time, and they just got Bill Burr. Bill Burr saw it, and he was a huge fan of it. And they just got him to um, announce alongside. It's with the Barstool president. And your name was just dropped randomly today on the XM saying that we need to get Cruel on here. He would be electric. And then I, I don't even think they know they had a boxing background. But I kind of just wanted to get your opinion Bill, on Bill Burr would know that, wouldn't he? I, I would assume that they must have had some idea about boxing background. Otherwise, my name may not have been dropped. But look, I'm happy it was dropped. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, not d- d- directly here, but I said, uh, well, we started the show talking about how guys were turning into chicks, and I said each time 10 guys turn into a chick, the 11th one becomes a cage fighter. <laughs> the reason this stuff is on the rise is because we're stuffing, we're not letting boys be boys anymore, and it's breaking out. It's yeah. going hard the other way, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't let my son can't play football at his school. You know what I mean? They're taking... Again, this notion of, hey, we got a bunch of chicks and we're running the show and we don't like football because we find it aggressive and we don't, they're, they're, all the things we don't like about it from a feminine standpoint. So, hey, boys, be miserable because we've doomed, we've deemed this not good. Right. But if there are a bunch of dudes who are at the school, then they would deem it as good. It's, it's, it's unfair and it's kind of torture. Because these kids really want to get hey, out and my, get after My son it. told me, much like you and me, that football is one of the most important life experiences, going from being a sort of a schlubby freshman to anchoring an offensive line as a senior. It, it's something about that is transformative. Putting your, and it's not, it's not just overcoming the skill. It's putting yourself in harm's way every play 
on behalf of your peers. Right, That's but the middle-aged housefrau's deemed it. Uh, 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 she doesn't like. She doesn't like the aggression. Yeah. So she's going to get rid of it, and because they're in charge, and Drew, because you said their path was the answer, then we're all supposed to just get in line. How can I make that up? What should I do to make penance? I need a blowjob right now. Uh, after the show. After the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, no, Adam, drop... I'm just saying you gotta. Yeah, I'll look. You gotta I'll... have one of your lackeys. You gotta have one of your lackeys look up, look up all this though, and then you gotta get in touch with them because I've I've listened to all the podcasts. You guys have very very similar humor, and I think it would be incredible. You'd it'd be exposure wise and money wise. I think it'd be worth. Thanks, worth Kyle. Everything. So you gotta I, at least look into. I, I shall look into uh, rough and rowdy. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts.